0: Welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for July 7, 2023, live in the spare bedroom in San Francisco, California, in, in front, front of 7, one <laughs> screaming fan. Kevin, where are you at?
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. No, Kevin, you no, go, Kevin, baby. Like you're excited, not like you're being murdered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, I'm Jake Eddies, and I am joined on this beautiful Friday. Bye. The one and only Greg Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Greg, last night, yeah, I told you yesterday morning when we did Games Daily, all right, uh-huh. Final Fantasy 16, I've done all that I can for now, so I have to put it down as hard as that is for me. Sure. I got to go back to Zelda. Yeah. Oh, and I did. I played about four hours of Zelda last night. And I'm back, Greg. I'm back. It was what so hard, so hard making the transition in terms of especially the combat. Yeah. I was like Zelda. Come on, man. yeah, 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 on, yeah. Man. don't do that. But this I get it. Me. But then all of a sudden, so I started slowing down, started avoiding enemies as much as possible. Sure, started just doing them puzzles, finding them light roots. Sure, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I know
1: light root. I know light root here, or there. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh, it's good. It's damn good, Greg. They got good. me back. Good. I can't wait to keep going. Yeah. How are you doing?
1: I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? So, you bring up Zelda. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that yesterday, my whole Final Fantasy thing. Of course, yesterday, which was the number one story here Diablo announces their season pass launch, when that's starting, yada, yada, yada. At which point, I messaged Jen. I'm like, yo, we got to complete the campaign of Diablo because we've been dragging our feet. The clock. And she was like, let's get back into it tonight. So, of course, didn't yes. even touch Final Fantasy last night. Mm-hmm. Went back to playing Zelda with my wife last night. Had a fant- or, uh, the Diablo with my wife last, time, last night. That's one. Have a great time, Greg Miller. The next is, I confirm this in a Greg way. I'll confirm it here. And it'll get back to everything video games if you don't care about this part. Going to SummerSlam, doing stuff at WWE okay. with SummerSlam, right? Booked my flights yesterday. I was like, oof, five hours to Detroit. And then I was like, wait, that's 10 hours of Zelda B, yeah, if I don't sleep on the plane. Yeah. So I got stoked about that, right? You're that's sleep. good enough. I know, I know. But I'll, I'll definitely play some as well. Because <laughs> um, now I'm like, and it's the, this is going to be one of those. You know what? Oh, no, I do need my computer, I guess, don't I, for some of the stuff I'm doing. I was going to say, you know what? It's just the, the Switch is the only thing I pack. but now off have to pack a computer, but I won't use it on the plane. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Switch will be the main thing. Uh, then, last night, when we sit down to play Diablo, I, of course, were playing, playing, playing. And I'm like, wait, what time is it? Click on a Spotify Speak now. Taylor's version is out. You yes. know what I mean? What uh, question a question nice from the break. chat. Oliver wrote in, of course, like you can for free on this show, kindofunnycom slash KFGD, and says, Hi, Greg. What is your favorite Speak Now, Taylor's version uh, from the Vault song? Happy Speak Now, Taylor's version release day. Uh, I tweeted this last night, of course, uh, but for me, it's ours. That's... Uh, Arguably my favorite Taylor Swift song, period. Mm. So the fact that that's been out there, and you could make the argument that's not really from the vault. But if you remember, ours was originally only on the Target version of the CD when to Speak Now originally yes. launched. So I'm counting it, yeah. and I'm saying "Hours." So pop down "Hours" right away. Jen's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Not nothing, nothing." There's new ta- Taylor's putting out new old music, and I needed to hear my song. Out new old music. I need to hear yeah. my song. Listen to. Then I wake up this morning. Well, hold on. Before that,
0: like, what what was the thoughts on on your song's new version?
1: Great. I mean, you know. All these the, your, Taylor's versions things, I'm excited for, and I am a Taylor Swift nerd enough to be like, "Oh man, her voice really has matured over the years. It's changed and stuff, but it's still the same song." You know, what I mean? it's not like she's shaking it up and putting some like "Wiggle Wiggle Wiggle." Well, I'm win. Shake it. it off. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 1989.
0: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, I wasn't album. too Swift, Greg, to the the Taylor Swift yeah, life. You don't know even. With hey, the I can't. No real talk though. I'm, where, where's 1989 at? Is that?
1: I love 1989. 1989.
0: Wait, no, no, where's that in terms of uh, like the Taylor version? Because that's the one I'm waiting for. That was my real introduction into this. world. Well, she
1: keeps us guessing. She doesn't yeah. tell us. You know what I mean? She likes to keep us on that. our toes of when I mean you're going to get all these things out there and stuff. So no one knows the. She gives you teases. She gives you hints at what the next one will be or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't think we even have that yet. But I don't follow to that degree. Period. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people who are like insane about yes, all of it. You know of what course. I mean? There's your Joey's. Uh-huh. There's your Belinda's. Total. You know what I mean? I just love the music and I enjoy that there's stuff no out Anyways, Anyways, then I wake up this morning, Tim, mm-hmm. and I go, <laughs> and open my phone and what do I find out, ladies and gentlemen? WWE Survivor Series is coming to Chicago, Illinois in the All-State Arena. Can you believe it, Greg? I cannot. Cause just yesterday I was talking about this Detroit trip and that and I'm like, well, I'm gonna bring Poe and I'm gonna bring Jack, Poe's son, right? We're gonna have a little boys' weekend. But then I felt bad of like, well, you know, I guess I could technically. Detroit's close to Chicago. I could invite my dad. I could invite my mom. I could. But I'm like, that's a flight. That's or a five-hour drive. Like that kind of sucks. And I told Jen last night when I'm like, I'm just gonna do me, Poe and Jack boys' weekend. WWE will come to Chicago soon enough and I'll be able to go to it. And then they did this, which of course is the survivor series is at the end of Thanksgiving weekend, meaning that I will already be in Chicago. I was already going to be there. They're doing SmackDown on Friday survivor series on Saturday. Perfect. Of course I work there. So I immediately hit up my producer and I'm like, we have to go big. We have to go oh, big for survivor series. And he says, I'm in. So this is the thing of what am I going to do at survivor series? Probably pre-show. I assume and everything else or whatever. But Mrs. Miller's baby boy is coming home. And this is my whole thing of like, get me in the ring. And I'm, I'm not even get live. Get me in the ring. It's not Survivor even live. Series. Not even live. Let me come out 10 minutes before and talk to the crowd and just do the whole thing of like, because like, it's not even that it's, it's in Chicago, whatever, my home area, right? Like, I'm, I'm a, a suburb kid, but it's at the Allstate Arena, it's at the Rosemont Horizon. When you hear me tell the fucking story of August 9th, 1999, changed my life when Chris Jericho debuted, I am at the Allstate Arena. So cool. I'm at the Rosemont Horizon. I've been to that arena dozens of times for WWE show. I've never been backstage. I've never worked at the arena and done something there. Like, that is coming home. That is like, I was like getting choked up thinking about it today. So like for real, get me out there because I want to do a whole thing like dreams come true and like point at the section and like yeah, over, I was over there for when I, we dressed his right to censor and all of this is the upper bowl cheapest seats We're high school kids. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like dreams come true. I'm in the ring right now. Like, <laughs> you did kind of to get to touch that ring, touch that mat. And then of course I, you know, I tweeted about it and of so many Chicago area best friends being like, I'll be there. I'm going to be there. It's like now yeah. we got to get a meet and greet. Concert. Oh, yeah. we got to do all this stuff oh, yeah. or whatever. We got to get hundreds of kind of funny best friends to Screaming wherever the pre show is. You know what I mean? The pre-show oh, surrounding, Totally. Drowned out Booker T. Put me on the entire thing. Yes. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. So it's, it's, it, everything's coming at Millhouse today. We're having a good day. I, I'm so excited for you, Greg. All that is, is the and coolest thing ever. Not to mention, uh-huh. this is something we take for granted because, of course, remember in 2018 into 2019, I had that hell of a run where I did like five pay-per-views back to back to back. Mm-hmm. This will be, I will bat the order this year. I worked Royal Rumble backstage. I worked WrestleMania backstage. I'm going to survive, or SummerSlam to work backstage, and, and then I will do Survivor Series in some way. The Big like, Four. I will do the Big Four WWE pay-per-view as an official WWE superstar. You've done it. You've made it. You are officially a WWE superstar. Girl. Yeah, I got to get the Intercontinental Championship now. Gunther, get out of yeah, here. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, that's the one you should aim <laughs>
1: for. I, I've shown I can take a chop. <laughs> I can take a chop.
0: <laughs> Before we get into the, the Games Daily, though, there's something you bring it up, Taylor Swift. There's uh, uh, another star of the summer, Drake, uh, Never heard Snow Mike Mike has been uh, hyping up his tour as being the, the show of the summer. The show has finally started. Have you seen any clips from this yesterday? No. Good. I'm very happy you haven't. Kevin, I just put two Twitter links. No audio, please, for this. I just need everybody to see this because it's pretty damn wild. All right? Okay. Drake comes out. Wait,
1: yeah. sorry. Where did you
0: put those? Uh, the top uh, before the Today's Stories Include. Oh, on the articles. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Games Daily. Yeah. So no audio for this. Go with the top one first. I want to talk about it, and then we'll go to the second. All right? Yeah. So Drake comes out, puts on a hell of a show. So many fun, crazy gimmicks and, like, pushing tech and stuff. The moment, though, that everybody's talking about, you can hit play here. No audio! I, yeah, I, mean,
1: yep. I I turned it off. I just turned it off. I hear you,
0: brother. Sorry. There's a hologram of his younger self that oh. he is rapping to. All right? Oh. <laughs> and it is uncanny. What? And people are like... That's not a person? What is happening here? What under, is happening here? I
1: understand seeing it from the screen.
0: So it's like... Well, this from the front. It, it, oh, United Center too Chicago, what up? So that's the thing. It's, <laughs> people are trying to figure ah. out what this is. And they're saying it's a hologram. But I find it hard to believe because this second Drake's clip here...
1: Hologram hands him a book if you're an audio listener. Go for it. It was over here. He hands him a physical book, Greg. How? How? So, so what? Tra- it's got to be a guy who looks like him, and then they put some kind of computer stuff over his face. So
0: right? that's the thing. We were right. Me, Roger, and Kevin were looking at this, trying to break it down as well. Yeah. His hands look weird. So this guy might just have weird got hands. But got it. It yeah. it looks
1: off. <laughs> have you seen any more of it? Like, does it just start with the couch on there and him there, or?
0: These two clips are as far as we've gotten. <laughs>
1: This is crazy. I so won't every so yeah, badly. we the should odd, go to this concert.
0: Every shouting out is just a filter, right? It's a That's, real it's guy with a filter be. on the face. Is what people are saying. I mean, again, that the, was my theory. Which that was our theory as well. Like talking about it, like that would make sense because there is a, a practicality to this. Yeah. But there is a weird thing about his hands. They look CG. This is a PS5 reveal all over again. Damn, Jim Ryan, you, know? are you really fake. That's how I bring it back to video games because today's stories include: Is Diablo Four season structure dumb? or fun Sega turns on NFTs hell yes and more because this is kind of funny games daily of course each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know uh, you can be part of the show by going to kind slash KFGD if we get something wrong during the show please go to kind of slash you're wrong to correct us as we screw it up and remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to support us at the utmost, and we appreciate you all so very, very much for doing that, including Delaney Twining, our Patreon producer. He's out there living his best life, getting so much free bonus content, Greg. His life is just straight up ad. No worries for the rest of his days. Fantastic stuff all around. Some of the stuff that he's getting includes uh, Remember Your Summer Gaming Moments that Greg's about to record today for Remember Blank. Correct. And the latest Gregway, balancing and prioritizing 2023's
1: biggest games. And that was yesterday's Gregway. There's a Gregway every day. What's today's Gregway going to be? I have no idea. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny comment on the last Gregory about what I should talk about today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And because of your support on Patreon, everybody gets to partake in the goodness of love, sex, and stuff. A new episode is live now on youtube.com slash kind of funny where we get live call-ins from the audience and give some life advice and you know what we don't do too bad a job and that always surprises me so go check it out and uh enjoy some of that fun Gamescast is recording this afternoon on patreon and then going live as soon as possible uh it's late it's friday scheduling the week got a little wild so this one's going to be a one-on-one with me and greg uh it should be fun Really excited about it.
1: A lot it. of great questions have been written into kindofunnycom slash gamescast. I stole one for a Gregway yesterday.
0: Good, 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 good. Uh, today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. <laughs> we have six stories today. <laughs> a baker's dozen. Story number one, Diablo 4 season one release date. Details come from Cat Bailey. At IGN. Diablo okay. 4 Season 1 will release on July 20th. Blizzard revealed in a new live stream that also included a host of new details about the upcoming content update. Before I even go on there, July 20th, Season 1 releasing. That feels pretty soon compared to the launch of this game. Yeah.
1: That seems good. Yeah. I mean, that's the you cadence know. we want, right? We yeah. want new content coming. Yeah. Go cool. Check it in. Get a little temp check from you before. Well, I, I mean, there's down. a whole. Bu- You're gonna get to. Oh yeah. There's a temp mm-hmm. check on the audience, and there is a big conversation between mm-hmm. the hardcore, the casual, and who's playing how. And
0: so, where would you put yourself right now? Hardcore, casual.
1: Oh, I mean, it's hilarious. A hardcore, casual. I, I, I would. Yeah, no, I'm probably a casual hardcore. I like it's that thing where okay. it's like the people who. <laughs> are hardcore about Diablo, only play Diablo, and have all this max shit, and done all this crazy stuff, and da 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 Like, I love Diablo, I've played probably more of it than any other game this year, I say, and I, you know, even when Jen's not doing story stuff with me, I'm playing on my own, or whatever, but, like, I'm not running a max character, right, like, I'm only, like, level 51, I think, because, you know, the side stuff isn't helping out too much without Jen doing the story stuff, and yada-yada-yada.
0: So I'm I'm sitting here in the host seat, Greg. So I get to take control. I love it. it, Have the conversation. We have news, we have stories that we're trying to get to. I want to go a little deeper into you and Diablo because I have some questions here. I know Diablo Uh Three when it came to PlayStation, that's when you really got in because obviously you ain't playing the little clicky clicks over on the PC.
1: I can, if we wanted to go out and dig it out, we can find that when Diablo Three launched, I I bought. No, I guess I bought Anthony Gallegos's Uh old PC for SimCity. Then Diablo 3 came out, and I, had, I played it on that. So there's photos of me in the old place, the old studio, the old, the old apartment, me and Collins' place where we ran the company from, at the coffee table. With the coffee table, with the keyboard, the mouse, me sitting on the floor with my back to the couch, and Diablo on the big screen there.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I remember that because we made a really stupid IGN original the first day that that came out, and the um, servers were all yep. down. And Anthony Gallegos dressed up like a Jedi and did the execute order
1: Whatever Instead of 66, was. it yeah, was like yeah, whatever yeah. the
0: error was on Diablo, and we thought it was hilarious. We were hilarious. Uh, we were funniest, funniest people hours, ever. Okay, everybody, deal with it. Anyways, Diablo 2 was the big one in my life, not because I played it, but because in uh, general. The, the kid down the street that had a computer that played games, um, he was really into Diablo 1. He bought it on PlayStation, and I just remember being like, I don't get this. This is not for me. PlayStation 1. Uh, and then Diablo Two, they were just obsessed with, and I know that the internet loved that game, yeah, like that that is like one of the touchdowns. Have you ever been interested in going back to Diablo Two, which correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of like the at least o g style gold
1: standard for these games? I have not. No, I've never been interested in that. Obviously, Diablo three I enjoyed quite a bit. Then, yeah, as you said, it came to PlayStation. And that was great, and it was a you know the Reaper of Souls edition. That was fantastic. They've since put out Diablo II on consoles. They put it out, you know, in the remastered game. one. But right? the, there it was just like at that point that dropped, and it was like Diablo four is on the horizon, close enough. Like I think I forget how many years it was in between, but it was like I'm I was in the middle of a million other reviews, and I didn't want to go backwards. I wanted to see what the genre looks like going forwards. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Then continuing on then with the new story uh, titled Season of the Malignant, the new seasonal content will bring with it a brand new quest line featuring new faces and new enemies, new powers, the first season journey, and the first battle pass. It takes place after the events of the main campaign and introduces a new character in Cormand, an ex-priest from the Cathedral of Light who's trying to stop the spread of the Malignant. Season of the Malignant features a dangerous new threat in the form of malignant monsters spreading throughout Sanctuary. Tom of video games that you don't know is always the silliest, stupidest fucking
1: thing. We got malignant monsters over here.
0: Um, Any elite monster will be able to spawn as a malignant monster with additional powers. Malignant monsters can be defeated by drawing out their corruption and trapping their malignant hearts. (laughs) Gotta do it. You gotta get them. <laughs> uh, which can then be inserted into rings and amulets, naturally. Of uh, to battle the creatures, Blizzard says Season of the Malignant will include new builds that are stupidly powerful. Thanks to the new Malignant powers, Blizzard also hinted at a new boss monster, new legendary items, new unique items, and more. The new items won't be season-exclusive, Blizzard says, and will appear in the Eternal Realm too. The new season Journey will take place over seven chapters, with each chapter featuring multiple objectives that can be completed for rewards like Favor, which can be used to open up rewards in the Diablo 4 Battle Pass. According to Blizzard, uh, the Battle Pass includes a free tier where everyone can earn seasonal boosts in order to accelerate progress. The paid tier also includes exclusive cosmetics. Blizzard has previously confirmed the Diablo 4 will continue evolving and expanding for years to come. This includes two confirmed expansions as well as a robust roadmap. The season of the Malignant patch will drop on July 18th with new items and balance changes available on Eternal Realm from that time. Every single thing I just read there, I might not understand, but it sounds good to me. This sounds like exactly what I would want from a game like this that I want to live in yeah. and want to keep playing. Uh-huh. July 20th doesn't seem too long after launch. July 18th, you get in the patch, hopefully get some of them bugs out before it actually comes out. Yep, It's
1: all, all sunshine and rainbows, am I right? Yes, for the most part, but Diablo 4 has done something... Most games, especially sequelized, iterative games, wish they could do and found a brand new audience. This is a lot of people's first Diablo. And if not your first Diablo, it might be your first Diablo with the seasons going on. They were in Diablo 3, but they got added later and da, 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 mm. da, da. And so what you're seeing right now is excitement for this. And then a bunch of people waking up to the fact of, wait, when the season drops, I have to roll a new character. So like right now, the character you're playing as or characters you're playing as, right, are happening in the eternal realm. they you know, it's the, the only realm you have to play in or whatever, da-da-da-da-da. And when this drops, there's going to be the seasonal realm, which you can own, you have to roll a new character to play in. You can't bring any of your characters to the seasonal realm. When the season ends, you can take your seasonal character then to the eternal realm and keep playing with them there. But the next season that drops, you have to roll a new character for. Oh. Every one of these seasons gets a new character. And we are seeing a lot of people Young and old, very old, old people like Gary Witta say, quote, against, because I said are you for or against this, and because it's dumb. Mm. Gary thinks this is dumb, and it's led to an interesting conversation to the point of last night, Jen and I are playing, you know, our whatever of just beating the shit out of these fucking zombies or whatever, and I was just like, so are you excited to roll a new character for the season? And she went, what? And I had explained all this to her, right, that it's like, we can't do this thing, and da 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 You're seeing push and pull, I think from the audience, you know, Paul Tassi uh, over at Forbes does a lot of great games as service writing. And I follow him on Twitter and I enjoy his commentary and I got to see in real time him. This is weeks ago now around the laundry Mm -hmm. tweeted something about playing it, enjoying it and then excited for seasons. And then the real time, like, wait, what I got to roll a new character and then writing about it and going through. And so it's like, there's almost not stages of grief, but stages of acceptance of what's going on and how you feel about it. And, I don't, I'm not dismissive of Gary or his camp. Cause there are plenty of people who are like, this is stupid. I want to use my same character. Right. I'm but with that. You are with that. Yeah. Here's the, and this is interesting. Cause I think no offense to you. You're an outsider to oh, yeah. it. Right. Last night, especially Jen and I are playing whatever umpteenth hour of going through and just beating the shit out of all these things and killing all these things and yada, yada, yada. And her, she's a necromancer. And the goddamn number of skeletons on the screen where I can't even see my character because she's just smashing stuff. And I'm Gentlemen, God bless her. Skellies. She's doing the damage. That's what I need from her, right? Um, it was that idea of I don't have the connection. Diablo, at least for us now, dozens of hours into it, right, is, no, is not a story game. It is not that I've been on this grand adventure with my character, who I name Jean Viev, which is very confusing to be playing with Jean Viev. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I have. I, we've gone through and we've been in the cutscenes and we've done the thing. I'm just playing that game. I am just grinding in that game and beating up on things and doing something. It's the rare one where I don't feel the connection to the character. It isn't like I'm. Uh, Does anybody? And uh, not anybody, but like, do many people? I think that's where people like Gary are coming from. Mm. Where, no, no, I chose this class, I did this thing, I'm putting all this time into it, I've pushed it, I'm getting Paragon points now, I'm above 50, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, I'm playing on Nightmare 3, I'm doing, like, they're they're having that thing of, I've crafted this character to be a badass, I don't want to start again. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're not uh, up on all the Diablo stuff, right, once you beat the campaign and you roll a new character, you can start that character at 50. Like, you, you can go in there and do all that stuff. So it's not like you're, starting at one working your way up you get all the skill points to then go through and do what you want with it so it's okay so it is a sandbox it is a play box it is to the if you really were so tied up in like you know i i i play as um shit not rogue because that's not the class anymore what's the one i'm thinking of Ch- chat you know me bone arrows and uh, uh, is it no it is rogue right they they changed it back from something else last time around Anyways, doesn't matter. They'll get to me in a second. I am rogue. I'm thinking of last time around in Diablo 3 when I was with my crossbow. Doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm rogue in this one. Sorry. I played too late last night, and I did fall asleep. Jen had to wake me up at one point. I've told you these stories before. I love Anyways, that. God bless you. Uh, oh, like Demon Hunter. Thank you. That's what I was hung up. I was Demon Hunter Shit. in 3. I'm a rogue in this one. Anyways, if you were still hung up on being a rogue or being a druid or being a necromancer, right, you could just then, okay, cool. I'm going to roll the exact same character. I'm going to start this seasonal character, make that thing go through, make my skill tree exactly the same and play from that. But then of course you'd be like, well, I, I had more Paragon points over there. I did all this stuff over there. There's a spice of life that in this game of variety where I love the character I've created, but I know everything and how the combos work and what I've done with my trees and yada, yada, yada. I do find myself here on the precipice of being like, you know what? For a seasonal update, I am pretty stoked about that. And I was shocked. I put this up on Twitter. Oh, hey, you know, are you for or against the seasons? Why or why not? And Gary was very much in the minority. Again, granted, it's a vocal minority. I've heard from him before, and we've talked about this before, but there were so many other people who wrote in, right? Sean Murphy says, as a first-time Diablo character, I was confused at first. However, I'm now excited about the prospect of picking a new class and having a new chase. It adds to the replayability, in my opinion, right? Uh, Steve I, Steve uh, uh, Vegevari, uh said, and I think he something interesting here that I think is very much where we are right now, like you said, of how close this is to launch. I'm for the idea of rolling a new character and trying a new class, especially as seasons are filling a quarterly window. It should keep things fresh. I do wish that for this season, we got to keep our existing character, especially since launch is so fresh. When you listen to Diablo and Rod and everybody over at Blizzard talk about why they're doing this, their reasoning does make sense, I think of we want everybody to start from the same place. We want you to have this fresh experience. And as you read through how people have written in, right? Like, I think there's a lot of interesting talks on that of like, what's going to be cool is that this balances it out, right? You can get in there and all have the same thing. Uh, Francois writes in and says, I get why some people don't like it. I feel like it's the more casual players. Uh, Trust feel this the most. I think he has got a typo in there, but they feel this the most, right? For them, this is losing a lot of progress. That sucks. I play quite a bit. One friend is on Nightmare 2, one friend is on Nightmare 3, and I'm on Nightmare 4. These are the world tiers, right, of how hard the worlds mm-hmm. are and what your rewards are going to be. This great reset gets us playing together again. And I think that's a really interesting point, right? Like, when I log on and, like, when Jen doesn't want to play, and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to do stuff, but I can't do story stuff. But then it also that, that gates me from what world tier I can yeah. go to. I see Fran on. And I see Fran, at, I might even be, you know, I don't want to insult him. I thought I saw him at 87 the other day. By now, he's probably whatever. Grind, it, you are fucking grinding, let me tell you. Again, like, I thought the the pace to 50 was great. And then once I hit 50, I just hit 51 or 52 last night. And I was like, holy shit, this is taking forever. Doesn't matter. Uh, I see that on Fran's thing, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to slow him down. I don't want to drag him down. I don't. He's probably doing higher level stuff for better level gear. And, like, there's, you know, you can play together and do the things, but it's like, I'm not even hundred percent sure as somebody who again, hat is about to beat the story. Cause I finally got Jen back in gear, I, except for we have a date night tonight. So we won't be playing a lot. Thanks for nothing. Tim and Gia. Uh, it's that idea of like, I don't know what that would do to Fran. There's those kind of things where it's like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Seasons eliminate that where I can talk to Fran. And especially I do think in the long run, eventually Jen's going to be like, I'm, I've had enough Diablo. Yeah. And I think when that happens, that's when I'm going to be all right, Joey, Mike, Andy, you know, some of Joey, of course, has played so much of it. Mike stopped playing as much as he was. I don't even think Andy's touched it maybe since the last stream. There's a new season dropping. Let's all jump in. Let's mm-hmm. all go. Let's work on this battle pass. Let's get some cool stuff. There's rewards to play.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting, especially reading through this. Like the pros and cons, I totally understand both sides. Uh, something I just want to add to this is this reminds me, again, as an outsider to this, yeah. it reminds me a bit of the conversation around Halo Infinite when it uh, was first dropping and. They were uh, so confident in their progression system of how yeah. online progression was going to work. And it was different than how it worked before. And everyone was kind of like, I don't know about this. Like, this this isn't what we want. I don't know. But they're like, no, no, just trust us. Just trust us. Just trust us. And like, I was even on the side of, hey, just trust them. Like, they, they, they got something. They're working on this. And, like, at the end of the day, it didn't work out. And I do think that that was a big part of Halo Infinite not... There was a lot of issues with it, but I think that that was a core reason that people didn't stick with it in those early mm-hmm. days. And this, to me, this this uh, going back to what Steve was saying of like, I wish for this season we got to keep our existing character. I feel like that we're, you're at the moment right now with Diablo that intentions be damned, the most people are playing right now. And how do you keep them going? I feel like it would probably in 2023 would have been worth trying to figure out a way to have the option. Of re-rolling for the people that just want to jump in and be able to be on the same demon scale level or whatever it was. Or, hey, you can also continue your character because you've invested this much time. And, like, there are more people playing games this way now that understand what that means. Yeah. Because there are more gamers than ever. There are more mobile gamers
1: The transition to core gamers, to whatever it is. I don't know. This one came from It's Redacted, and I think it's an interesting way to frame it, right? Especially as a veteran, which is who It's Redacted on Twitter is. If you're against rolling a new character for the season, then you need to get with it or go play something else. This is how it's always been. And they aren't going to change it just because a bunch of new players don't like it. This game is about the grind. I think It's Redacted is coming at it in its Twitter and its whatever. Very very confrontational, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of truth in that. Like, truth. I, my, so, but, yeah. it, it could be better uh, I do think that if you were I think even when they pitched this originally and I was on the outside and again I didn't do seasons in Diablo 3 I was already gone by that point when they pitched the, it was, announced this is how they're doing their season passing yada yada I was like oh that sucks I'm gonna love being my character and doing this thing and like yes, I know that so many people roll a bunch of different tunes. You have your, people want to touch every class and yada, yada, yada. Something we've seen through here, like the working class uh, gamer time of how much time you have to play. What our job is of reviewing a game, coming home, like I'm never going to have time to hit max level on four different characters. There is, again, last night's realization of talking and thinking about it while I was playing of just like, I am here for the gameplay. I am here for the grind. I am here for the dopamine rush of hitting the next level and getting the ding and me and Jen sing a happy birthday song every time one of us level up. We're weirdos. That is unfortunate. I'm ex- all the songs in the world. <laughs> well, it's, it's not. It's it's the like jazzy one. Happy birthday oh, okay, cool. to you. Absolutely uh, fine. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I, that is what I am there for. And so I am not there, for, and I am actually excited. Like I, you know, I've seen Mike's Electric Sorcerer, right? Where I'm like, damn, that's a cool build. That's something I'm, I think that's going to be my first seasonal role on it, or whatever. And so I am with you that I think right now the most people are playing. And what's of course important is like this isn't ending your Diablo Four chase. If you're enjoying what you're doing now, and you have a group that's still grinding out the highest levels and doing the, the dungeons and clearing them, like that's all still there. None of it's being taken away. There's just going to be this side seasonal stuff that you could go do. And so I do think it's going to be interesting of, I think, with this many people doing it and this many people seeing it, and when it drops on uh, July 20th, right, and people go, and go, oh, I'm going to do this, and i got to re-roll a character. Oh, that sucks, or it doesn't suck, or whatever. If they do it and they get in, will they find that they like it? Will they find that, oh, wait a second, I'm I'm experimenting with a new build. I'm doing something different. This is fun. Are they going to have the thing of, like, I've thought about it, again, with the way Jen and I are playing, right? Uh, I'm often like, man, fuck, I should probably roll another character that I can just whatever the fuck I want with. That way I can have my main character that I'm waiting for Jen to finish the story on. But every minute and I was like, but if I'm doing that, like, and I talk myself out of mm-hmm. it, whereas with this, why not? Right. Where it's like, this would be a solution right now. It, right now, if this season was out, I wouldn't have a concern because I would go, okay, well, I'm going to go play my seasonal character while I wait for Jen, which actually gets kind of messy because of the whole oh, You have to beat the campaign, but stick with me for the argument, right? Like, I think there's a chance that even though this is different and even though this is something Gary says he doesn't want, maybe Gary will get in, try it out and be like, okay, this isn't that bad governor and want to play through it and screw around with it some more. Yeah. And again, it depends on the rewards. It you know, the battle pass, you get the favor from doing the seasonal stuff. So that's another thing people have a complaint about. That isn't exactly what we're talking about, but like you can't get the battle pass progression on your main character. So it is like you have to do it, but it's again, like, well then don't pay for the pass or jump in, do the thing. Like there's a whole bunch of different things, but Blizzard is trying to get you to try something different, which somebody wrote in, I don't even know if I made it here. I think a lot of people wrote in about the variety, right? But it is that idea of let's go in there and try stuff out. Like a lot of people were like, I'm excited to get in there and have the variety of it. And me too, honestly, like I love my character, but I have seen everything that character does. And like, you know, there's one in here. I do want to read that I, is, you know, where I'm at, even though they're way higher than me, Jeremy writes in and says, I'm for it. Level 85 to 100 is just grinding out experience and small incremental improvements to your gear. The most fun for me was the leveling process early end, and early end game. Hoping the new content will make it even more fun. Same thing here, where it's like, granted, again, I'm just, doing, I'm just starting my Paragon Points journey, right? They're further than me, Jeremy, is. Um, but it is that idea of like, cool, I filled in my entire skill tree and this is my character. And yeah, if I wanted to go be that person, I could Google best builds and change things to be, you know, but and I'm not. I'm enjoying what I do, and I have my poison, and I run around, and I poison people, and I drop my little traps and do my thing, and I move on. And it's like, I have now been doing that exact same thing for 10 hours. So, like, yeah, why not roll a new character, see what's up, and then always come back to mine and have that be my end game character or whatever.
0: Are there concerns of predatory monetization practices being implemented and, like, these decisions being based around those? And I'm, I, I don't, I'm not assuming that there are, but I'm just asking you if, if it seems like there might be
1: wait and see proof yeah. in the pudding kind of thing you know the battle pass is cosmetic the battle pass is all these different things i would think that if you were trying to make money off of hey we want you to come get this gear for your character you'd let them use the character right if it was nefarious it would be the characters you already have and love so much we are sacrificing the balance of the game or you, so that we keep you the whale who is a level 90 but i guess even then that I, my own argument starts to fall apart because if you're a level 90 if you're fran you're doing the season no matter what Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're running through and doing it. It, You'll wait and see. It seems like Rod and his team have been very vocal of like, no, no, this is all optional. This is not a money thing. This is like, there's, it's like Fortnite. There's the free battle pass, you know, thing Mm -hmm. where you can get it, get certain things for free. And then there's the paid thing. And then there's the Fortnite paid thing to get, you know, whatever, 20 levels, 25 levels up. I forgot what it is, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't, I don't think that is. No, I think this just is trying to get people through the door to, Stick with your game. Do something different. I do think, you know, what. what is... What do you think? Not every game, but a lot of these games of service. What is one of those things you hear all the time? I hit max level. I rolled the credits. I got to the end game, and then I stopped. It is that idea that as much as I love the Division 2 and love playing more Division 2 I'm never going to be the weekly Raid person, right? As much as I enjoyed my time with Destiny and platinumed it and walked away, I was never going to be the person there trying to be Raid ready, trying to go do the ultimate crazy thing. At a point in Diablo 4, right, that's all that's going to be left for you is going after Uber Lilith, is getting up and doing these big things and the stuff they're going to update the game with and more of that stuff. But like, you get into those things that I think such a high percentage of your audience is never going to touch. And I would argue is never going to be interested to touch it, right? Like, Jen's never going to, I think, get to a point where it's like, all right, babe, now we need to grind for 30 levels so that we can go run this raid with France, so that we can... And you're going to have to run this very specific build and do this to... Th- Even me, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like fun for me. What does sound like fun is, hey, there's a new quest line in this season. You're going to make a new character. You're going to explore with a whole bunch of friends who are also figuring it all out and doing their whole thing and are in a very similar playing field for you. Like, that episodic structure, that seasonal structure... Mm-hmm. Does excite me. It could, it, it, we're very, we're, are we, I would assume we are in the future, like we get to season five <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is like, have I turned on Diablo in a couple of yeah. seasons? Did I get distracted by Starfield or this or that or whatever? And like, probably, but guess what? It always means that season seven could be the one where nothing else is out and Mike's like, jabroni, let's go. And I'm like, all right. And we go and jump in and do a whole bunch of stuff.
0: God tell you, Greg, I haven't rated. In my life before until Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. And it's, it's the fucking, it's the bane of my existence. It's oh. literally, it's the worst thing ever. Like, it's the worst functioning thing I think I've ever done in a video game. And they've just beat me down so much that I just have to take it. Yeah. The new raid just uh, came out last night and it's going all weekend. I still haven't beat it. And is it my fault that I haven't beat it or is it the freaking internet? The way that Pokemon does these terror raids is. The most embarrassing thing I have ever seen in a video game, Greg. I am embarrassed to play it. I'm embarrassed to be here talking about it. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have to beat this fucking
1: Can you make fire a fire fight? I don't know anything about it, so I apologize. Yeah. Can you make a party and go in? You can. That doesn't fucking matter. Because
0: it's... it's <sighs> the whole thing, Greg, yeah. is based on time. There's like a time bar that is like slowly going down. And if you don't beat this thing in a cave before the time goes down, you and three people... Um, so this
1: is like Pokemon raids in Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, kind of. Cuz I remember in the time bar on one of those that yeah, I Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, it's very similar to that, okay. but with the fully fi- featured battle system um and it's just like you're saying, super advanced. You can't just take a random Pokemon in even if it's level 100. You're going to get your ass kicked. Like you need to like perfectly train these things for raids. Um and I have like three raid ready Pokemon. Uh unfortunately, none of them are equipped for this shit I'm dealing with right now. But the problem is Nintendo online <laughs> on top of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet being the the worst running games of all time. Sure, those com- combined with a time meter where I'm waiting to just fucking input my attack as this time no, meter's going no, down. No, thank you. And it's just not even connecting. It's infuriating. And then the animations—they don't. The time doesn't change based on animation time. So if animation, if an attack takes fucking like. That this many more frames, you're just losing that much more time. It's a goddamn disaster, Greg. They got to figure the fuck out. You know, I have a kind of funny.com
1: slash Yaron because, as Please. you know, I'm, I was out there obviously talking about something that I haven't done yet with this season pass business and stuff. Matthew mm-hmm. Adler and a bunch of you also keep me honest. Thank you. When rolling a new character in Diablo 4, you do, and this is after you've beaten the campaign, you do have the uh, option to skip the campaign, but you do start at level one, not as level 50, like Greg said. Oh, so again, we are all starting from ground zero to go up, which again, I don't mind. In terms of like, okay, cool, I'm going to go do this thing. I was just confused about the campaign part and where you started. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Uh, if Jen would just let me fucking beat the campaign by myself, I would know all this. All
0: Jen's fault, dude. I get it. Story number two, though, somewhat related to this Diablo news. Diablo is getting its first new class in forever. But only on mobile. Uh, this comes from Wesley Yin Pool at IGN. Blizzard has revealed the Blood Knight. Diablo's first new class in nearly a decade, but it's not coming to the recently released Diablo 4. Not yet, anyway. Blizzard announced the Blood Knight launches in free to download mobile game. Uh, Diablo Immortal, on July 13th, the Blood Knight is described as a mid-range class with hybrid attack options that are either melee or ranged, depending on your proximity to the target. It's a vanquisher of vampires, feeding on the life of its enemies and trapping them in shadows and specializing in the pull-arm weapon type.
1: Vanquisher of vampires. hell yeah, dope-ass name. Um, This sounds like... A little uh, beta test maybe for... uh, That would hope, right? You know what I mean? Diablo Immortal, obviously, good for what it is, not necessarily what the hardcore whoever wants or whatever. So, yeah, you'd hope that they go in there and do a bunch of stuff. And if it, it, you know, there hasn't been a lot of people mad about this, obviously, because Diablo 4 just dropped. There's already so much stuff happening. Rod's already, you know, on the X-Cast was talking about expansions and what they want to do in future classes and da-da-da. So I have no doubt that, yeah, if this is a huge hit and stuff, that you'd see this uh, transfer over to... Not transfer... Come to Diablo 4 at some point, but cool that they're still supporting it and still there. Yeah. And speaking I'm of support. More crossover. Speaking of support.
0: You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to support us and get the show ad free. But for everybody else, here's a word from our sponsor. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no question asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Shady Rays Independence Day sale is live right now. You can go to ShadyRays.com and get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses. You can try for yourself the Shades rated 5 stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's Shady Rays.
1: The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: we're back everybody with story number three we've won sega pulls back from blockchain gaming as crypto winter persists this comes from takashi mochizuki at bloomberg sega corp The gaming studio once regarded among the staunchest advocates of blockchain gaming is pulling back from an arena devastated by the global crypto industry meltdown. The company behind Sonic the Hedgehog and Yakuza will withhold its biggest franchises from third party blockchain gaming projects to avoid devaluing its content. Co-Chief Operating Officer Shuji Utsumi told Bloomberg News. It's also shelving plans to develop its own games in that genre, at least for now, he added. I wonder if this is going to affect the Super Game that me and Bless are really interested in. Oh, keep waiting. They talk a little bit. The remarks from an executive who launched the PlayStation at Sony Group Corp decades ago underscore a shift at the 60-year-old firm Sega, along with rivals like Square Enix Holdings and Bandai Namco Holdings previously advocated using blockchain-based technology it believes can boost the appeal of its titles. Those were the days platforms such as Axie Infinity, where gamers earn tokens just by playing uh, or take taking off but the digital currency market collapse wiped out much of their appeal sega does plan to let external partners use its lesser known three kingdoms and virtual fighter characters for non fungible tokens a sort of certificate that confirms ownership of a digital asset Oh man the company's intent to join the once red hot nft community first announced in 2021 drew widespread criticism from gamers who viewed crypto technology as bad for the environment quick i got hit up for an nft sponsorship like 2 days ago and i literally like, Yo. i was like are you f- really <laughs> like now no, so you, wake no. So you wake up from a coma you wake up from a coma so stupid um the action in play to earn games is boring utsumi told bloomberg news what's the point of games are no fun <laughs> My guy, let's go. Utsumi was also non-committal about employing Web3 technology and what Sega dubs its Super Game Initiative, a lineup of big-budget online multiplayer games due to roll out from 2026. Uh, we're looking into whether this technology is really going to take off in this industry after all. Sega's shift reflects a broader cooling on the concept of Web3, a term used to describe an an internet built around the blockchain that once attracted billions of dollars from the likes of Andreessen Horowitz. Peers such as Ubisoft Entertainment SA have pulled back on their investments in NFT games after drawing criticism amid low (laughs) interest. Got him! Uh, It feels good, baby! Goddamn. Stupid-ass shit. Just wasting a whole bunch of time and money and 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 my voice, Greg, my thoughts, the amount of time we got to talk about all this shit, and now here we are. The blue
1: blur wins again. Sonic the Hedgehog said, "Mm mm mm." He flirted with disaster, and he said, "No, I'll turn no. back from the abyss. Live I need and a chili dog, mm-hmm. and not a non-fungible chili dog, a real chili real dog." Real chili I'm dog. glad they finally got the message. I'm glad the message continues to finally get through. That we just don't want this shit. I also really do appreciate where they're just like. Yeah, whatever. Fucking Three Kingdoms and Virtual Fighter. We don't give a shit. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. You want to make? We already signed the contract. You want to make an NFT out of that thing? Go for it. That's on you. Or whatever.
0: Yeah, I do love the amount of uh big players they're talking about here: Ubisoft, Square, Sega, like the most major third parties that aren't Activision or EA at this point. Like all of them made some bets, and now they have to deal with it, and they're moving on. They're like, "This ain't it." So good.
1: Good. Now we turn our attention to the few people who are the holdouts mm-hmm. who have said stuff before about their games. Isn't with the uh, Doctor disrespect? Is in his game got some NFT shit in it? No. Well, I'm sure it does, but that's different, right? That's. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of
0: the whole point of it is that type of shit.
1: Yeah, right? well, that's my whole thing. Yeah. So, like, does that actually come to market? Oh, ever yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I, so I, they, I feel like there is an audience for this shit. And if you're, but is th- there? I, I just feel, I like- feel like the audience for this shit is the audience trying to sell this shit. But they
0: all exist, and then they do sell each shit to each other. It's convincing the other people. It's trying to convince other people to come in. That's the shit. It's like, leave us the fuck alone with this. You know what I mean? Uh, Story number four, again, somewhat related. Sonic co-creator sentenced for insider trading. This comes from Evan Campbell at GameSpot. Um, Kevin, I don't know if we have the Sonic in jail background preset that Barrett made. I don't know if it's a preset. It should be a preset. (laughs) Uh, The weird tale of an iconic former Sega developer who used insider information at Square Enix for stock trading has come to a close. Yuji Naka, the co-creator of my guy, Sonic the Hedgehog, and most recently the director of Balan Wonderworld. Remember that game? Game of the Year, 2019. Huge one. Big hit. uh, Was given a -a two-and-a-half year prison sentence that's suspended for four years. Uh, GG Press via IGN reports that Naka, who also worked on Nights into Dreams all-time classic, and fantasy Star Online was found guilty of insider trading while employed at Square Enix. That means he broke the law under Japan's Financial Instruments and Exchange Act. He sus- his suspended sentence gives Naka the chance to avoid jail time by staying out of trouble during the four-year probation period. So there we go. No insider trading. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is no, why you can only no, trust financial no. advice from me. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't know, know nothing. You don't know shit? No. It's true. How's my Ubisoft stock doing? That's a good question. Look into that. While you look into that, I'm going to tell you about story number five. There's a Spider-Man 2 panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Just announced Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will. Fuck,
1: I'm taking a bath. (laughs) Oh, no! If only. It's down seven cents from when I bought it. If only you weren't giving advice and listening to it, you know? First off, we all know Greg's number one rule. It's buy low, sell high. Bye, love. All right. Oh, hi. And so don't you worry. It'll be back. Cause yeah, look at this on Friday, June 30th. It was, I was up okay. 30 cents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it'll be fine. They're going to put out a game and it's going to do well. And you'll see, I'll have a dollar, do- oh, dollar, on the dollar, or whatever yeah. they call it. Skull and bones, man. Just around the nope, corner. No, no, no. We'll sell before skull and bones. We'll sell before skull.
0: And bones. Spider-Man Two. It's going to be coming to San Diego comic-con this year, Thursday, July 20th, uh, the cast and creative tree creative team will be in Hall H for an exclusive panel Marvel Spider-Man 2 Symbiotic Relationships Great title, uh, Great Someday, title. Games creative director Brian Intahar game director Ryan Smith narrative director John Paquette and senior art director Jacinda Chu are joined by actors Yuri Lowenthal Woo! Najee Jeter Woo! Laura Bailey, and Tony Todd, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Mary Jane Watson, and Venom, respectively, along with VP and creative director Bill Roseman for Marvel Games, the homie, to discuss the upcoming PlayStation 5 game. Get a behind-the-scenes look at Insomniac Games' take on the monstrous Venom and how this symbiote plays a role in the sequel to the hit PlayStation games Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales at Hall H. Greg, this takes me back to the last Comic-Con that we went to. Uh, 2019, where you hosted the Marvel Games. Yeah, I did did the Marvel Marvel Games panel
1: for quite a while there. With a a lot of didn't call me this time.
0: A lot of people as well, and um, it's always a fun time. It is. I mean, Hall H, obviously, always a great time. But uh, Marvel Games kind of crushing it. This one being Spider Man Two. I feel like they just kind of keep elevating what they're doing, and I think that if you're gonna be around, I would
1: make your way to this one i think it's it'll be a special. fun one that's a great panel of voice actors see what they have and they always announce something they always talk about something from there and show suits and whatever will they show PS five na- plates so some venom plates some spider-man plates maybe maybe that'd be exciting gotta get them plates i'd be excited for that plate um at the uh,
0: game awards orchestra that i went to a couple weeks back where they debuted the spider-man 2 theme brian came out they did the whole thing and like they treated spider-man 2 like the main event of that show like it got the most um production value and like big effects and all that stuff going on. And it was exciting and the crowd was like so into it. Where I know this sounds like a stupid thing to say, but it's like PlayStation has a fucking hit on their hands. That it like Spider-Man feels like on a different level when there is that energy put towards it for Obvious reason, Spider-Man is one of the biggest IPs in the world, period. Um, But you put the talent behind it of an Insomniac and the push of a PlayStation and the pomp and circumstance. I feel like they're just on this really, really great roll towards Spider-Man 2. They've now proven themselves countless times with all the games they've put out, but specifically Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, to now have this Comic-Con moment that is just Spider-Man 2 for Marvel Games. Again, just talking about Insomniac and Spider-Man, Marvel Games has been doing the same thing of just kind of building and building couple misses for sure but overall many hits and i would say at this point some extreme hits and then some hits that should have hit harder but didn't get their due or whatever and like that's just shout out to them for doing their thing for as long as they have and we've kind of seen it from the inception but i think there's something really special about spider-man 2 getting its own panel at hall h at comic-con
1: 100 yeah hall h is the biggest platform at comic-con for big announcements usually that's where you know all your movies are happening for marvel for dc for anybody right and so yeah for it not to be a marvel games panel that includes spider-man and x y and z just to be the spider-man 2 panel just to be on hall h's stage that's awesome
0: yeah really really cool so stay tuned to that i'm sure some news will come from it and we will cover it here on this show uh story number six street fighter 6 sales uh benji sales on twitter says capcom has announced street fighter 6 has officially sold over 2 million units 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 that's an additional 1 million sales for the game over the last four weeks um crushing it out here yeah you know uh it's a great to see big wins did you ever start playing it i i, I beat the arcade mode with chun li okay um doubt a little bit I have not gotten nearly as far as i'd want to because sure. it, final fantasy 16 and of course now i'm getting back to zelda so we'll see yeah. but dude street fighter 6 is so good dude it is incredible i feel like it's the It's such a great entry in the franchise because it goes back to that. If you're a pro, you're going to have the best time ever. It's so finely tuned for you. But if you're not, it is such a good one to get into. Even if you, whether you're playing with the casual controls or I think Street Fighter has been around long enough that people can kind of like get used to playing it easier than something like a Mortal Kombat. Maybe I'm biased on that. I don't really know. But like, there's something just about like the button combos and stuff that like we know, like I, I feel like you would know how to do a Hadouken. Okay. Would you? Oh, no. No? No. Hmm. Half quarter rolls yeah. and all that shit. I don't know. Yeah, but know. that's it. Okay. Like, th- that's what I'm saying, though. It's like I feel like there's just things that you just know inherently there. Um, but if not, there's a casual mode that allows you to play, and it sounds like it's a lot of fun for people. Uh, but on top of that, like having the commentary, like the active voice commentary explaining what's going on is so good at teaching you what you're doing wrong or right mm. and motivating you as a new player. Interesting. Um, and also it's just hype as shit if you're a good player. So it's like, sure. There's those little things that I feel like make street fighter six, like a real standout entry in not only street fighter, but in the fighting game genre period. Uh, and for it to come out and be selling well, be pretty much unanimously loved at this point. Like it's really good for, for Capcom and for street fighter and for the future. Plus, and I've been talking about this forever now like, Street Fighter 6 is kicking off this renaissance of fighting games Sure, Mortal Kombat, Tekken 8, Project L, all of those. Multiverses like, when boom, it comes boom, boom, back. Boom, and, and that too as well. Uh, but anyways, it's, it's really exciting. So good for you, Street Fighter 6. Story number seven. I guess one was added during the show here.
1: No, I just miscounted when I put them in. Mm, mm, mm. Street Fighter 6 snuck by me there. I forgot that I had that there. I didn't do it. Sorry, Kevin. I lied to you. That's six, seven. Um. So here's another somewhat related. I don't know how this
0: is re- sales. Related. Sales. It's a joke oh, it's about a sales. gotcha. It's a sales thing. Play Dave the Diver, everybody. Uh, Matt Piscatella tweets. <laughs> That's
1: a great joke.
0: Thank at you. Dave the Diver's current Steam peak curtain. Okay, at Dave the Diver's current Steam Peak concurrent player growth rate, everyone on planet Earth should be playing this game on July 28th, 2023. We'll see if the math holds up, and then there's a fun little chart. There's a chart uh, here, yeah. It's uh, it just cro- exploding.
1: You know, exploding.
0: After June 20th. Uh, we'll Greg. You got kind of excited about this one. I saw on our our Slack, people were popping off a little bit. Janet and Bless talking about this Snow thing. Snow Mike
1: Mike streamed it a bunch of times over on uh, Snow Mike Mike's Twitch channel that I won't promote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I haven't started it. I downloaded it to my Steam Deck, but I have been heads down. on. I was doing a different review then. Now I'm going to a different review now. Getting ready to wrap that up. Uh, everybody loves it. And I can't wait to start it. You know, it's a little uh, quirky little, what is it, action RPG or whatever, turn-based RPG or whatever it is where you're going through. You do some fighting. You do some sushi making. You do some diving. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Kev, if you want to bring up the trailer for people who haven't seen it, like, it's just a ridiculous game, a mashup of genres that apparently has a lot of heart and a lot of great gameplay. Got a nine from IGN. Uh, I'm excited to get in there and go for it. But, yeah, I haven't had the chance to turn it on yet. Yeah. that was, And that was one of those things. I was thinking about, Surviv- or, yeah, I was thinking about oh, SummerSlam where I was like, do I bring this? I'm like, no, fuck, no. I got to play Zelda. I got to play Zelda. I, I get it, man. So um,
0: th- this kind of came out of nowhere, yes, right? And it, it's having this big moment here. Um, I don't well, know, not only know is it having its this. big
1: moment, it's continuing to have yes, this moment, right? Exactly.
0: Uh, it, Was it IGN giving it a nine that kind of created. Well, I got model? a
1: bunch of different scores uh, of high scores on that day where it actually came out and had a pretty good... It was on the major sites with big reviews or whatever.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Because yeah. I, I remember, like, I always think back to Celeste, yeah. which... Always looked cool, but I would have like maybe played it. But IGN gave it a ten, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Wow, that really Gotta means something." Play so, this, yeah. I just I appreciate. I
1: feel like this. Yeah, I, f- I want to say the Metacritic was ninety when it launched. On top of that, might be something else, but it was one that turned heads. We talked about on the show that it was like, "What the hell is this game, and why is everybody stoked for it?"
0: Yeah. So uh, people are saying it's big on Steam. So yeah, hey, cool. Everyone, check this out. It does look pretty dope. Pretty yeah. interesting. Very. A lot very, of heart. That's
1: what's got a me about. Really Reference there. there. You know you're cooking, like you saw. You're fishing. You're bartending. It's and my thought was when I first I saw this trailer the day before the reviews went live, and I was like, "Damn, this looks cool," but it's got an 89 right now on Metacritic. By the way, uh, <laughs> damn, this looks really cool, but is it going to hold up? Is it going to be one of those indies that's over in three hours and you touch every one of these games in you know four, 30 seconds and then none of them feel as good? They feel good, but they aren't the game, and yet it, and that's not the case at all. It goes on for a long time, and everybody loves it. Huh? Well, there you go.
0: There's Dave. He's diving. You can too. Um, but Greg, yeah. You beating Zelda seems so far away. Sure it does. But if all I want to know what's coming to Mama Grab Shop today, what would I look for? The
1: official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show, hosts each and every weekday. It thank
0: you. Makes me feel classic. Right?
1: It makes me feel fancy. Right?
0: garlic the precision platformer is out today on playstation xbox and nintendo switch yeah. i can't wait to play this greg this is one of those ones like i was talking about celeste a second ago i'm like i'm gonna play it i want to play it but i don't know if i'm going to yeah so let's get a 10 garlic i'm, like, I'm playing this thing
1: yeah blessed has been thing. playing it he loves it. Oh, he's been but, playing it yeah easy platinum too because mm. it's a rattle leaky game but a good game Mm-hmm. Mm. What's wrong? Why is it deflating? Well, I didn't know he had codes. I want a code. You just got to pay yeah. attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Fuck, really? Yeah. Oh, I messed that up. An, you're so busy at work, he can't be part yeah. of every conversation yeah. or every Trello Jeez, conversation? Man, that's that's wild. What, uh, where anyway, do you want it? What platform I'm, you want uh, I'll buy it on Switch. Okay. We'll a, on. Excuse I want me, money bags, bags. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: Apple Arcade, Slay the Spire Plus, and Lego Duplo World Plus coming out today. Uh, full Quiet on Xbox, Safari Pinball on PC and Xbox, um, The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie on PC, PS, and Switch, Tad, The Lost Explorer, Craziest in Madness Edition, comes from, or comes to the Switch today. New days for you, next Friday, Ridiculous Fishing on EX, Apple Arcade.
1: Yeah, Ridiculous Fishing EX on, on Apple Arcade. Arcade. Sorry, I yeah, did yeah. some shorthand there for myself, I forgot you are going to read it.
0: It's all good. Deals of the day. This comes from GameSpot. PS5 owners can save on the DualSense controller ahead of Prime Day 2023. Amazon is offering the white DualSense controller for $59, down from $70. dollars
1: you tell them to go get that ed- Edge, though, wouldn't you? I really would, man. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. $200, though. It's
0: just unreasonable. Yeah? Yeah, it's like... I mean, controllers are just so expensive in every way. It's seventy dollars—it's all the, the AM. Seventy—it's 70 got a microphone. Months? It's got a microphone built in. I, I get it; It has a lot of stuff, but seventy dollars is just the default, like for a controller. I remember fifty dollars for a PS2, and then I was like, "This is a lot of money, man!" Yeah, yeah, like this is a lot of money for a controller. Um, and yeah, so seventy just seems like wild, and it's been this way for a while. Like, um, I think even the pro controller on the Switch side was this much. So I get it. There's a lot of tech. There's a lot of things in it, but that jump to this—the edge two. Hundred smackaroos. And sure, it comes with the fancy case and all that. I don't need all that shit. You know? Yeah. I
1: just don't. You just want the controller.
0: I, Do you certain... want the paddles? You yeah, agreeing? I like the paddles, but like I, I only want specific paddles. And I get that it's an enthusiast thing. So the more custom you get, like it starts being a problem. And that's where the cost comes. Is it worth it? That's the question I can't it answer. Is a big question. But I will say, for me it is. I love this controller. It's easily my favorite controller ever. The battery. So bad, man. Playing Final Fantasy 16, it's like just it – it's an insult to it all to me where I was like, hey, I can deal with it, whatever. It's fine. It's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not fine, man. Like having to play – or not having to, getting to and wanting to play a game for 13 hours in a day. It's <laughs> like, a lot. It That's is. It's a lot hours it in a day. Uh, it's unfortunate like because it's just like having to just keep in mind like the stress of the battery and all that stuff shouldn't be the case for $200. Understood. But it is. I understand i understand uh greg yeah let's do a little thing i like to call kind of dot com slash you're wrong and guess what greg what we fucking nailed it 100%. except for
1: that diablo thing except i got wrong thanks for correcting yeah. me, everybody
0: but we're all good thank you guys for keeping us honest by being honest yourselves and knowing that we are in fact perfect indeed um let's see what else we got for you this week's host next week's host, monday doing something a little different it's a GameSpot takeover. <gasps> we got Lucy James and Devante uh, Chisalem coming through, making some fun little—I uh, don't know—announcements. Are they doing? Are they just doing this
1: for funsies? No, Lucy was like, "Yo, Devontae would like to come over and see the studio." I was like, "All right, we got to work for it." Hell yeah. <laughs> so you guys take over the show. I don't, I'm not just giving free tours around here. I awesome. that
0: That's going to be a lot of fun having Lucy here once again uh, with Devante for the very first time. And then on Tuesday, it'll be Greg and Bless. Wednesday, it'll be me and Greg. Thursday, Greg and me. And then Friday, it will be Stella Chung and Greg Miller. That's right. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Well, Stella heard that, of course, GameSpot was going to take over. She's like, I have to represent IGN. I was like, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Will she lift me? Who knows?
0: Probably yeah, probably probably uh, if you're watching live on the YouTube and live stream there's going to be a 30 minute post show where Andy is going to come in to talk to us about games daily uh, all the questions you have your super chats will be answered so stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next kind of funny stream starts um, you can write your questions in on YouTube via super chat or over on twitch with your resub messages or subscription messages and we will get to all of them uh but until
1: then greg this has been games daily and it's been our pleasure to serve you